You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Welcome. You are listening to America's Web Radio, your one-stop shop for amazing shows. And this is... I mean, I think one of the better of the now they're, they're all good shows, folks, but you are tuned into America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz, and we have got a lot to get to today. First, I must say, it is so great to be back. My apologies for missing the last couple of weeks. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we did the show from Orlando, and that was a blast. That was a lot of fun. Um, Orlando Van Florida, what a great uh, state that is and great governor they have. And hopefully Georgia can take some lessons from uh, what's going on down there in Florida. Um, you know, Florida's rolling out that vaccine. They're doing a good job. You know, Georgia's not doing a bad job with the vaccine either. Some of the some of the issues that you're hearing, uh, it isn't Kemp's fault, folks. I mean, uh, and the actually Georgia's got a good rollout plan. A lot of the problem is some of the hospitals and and the way they're hoarding the vaccine. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Um, we have too much other things to speak about. Um, but it, it is awesome to be back. I, I hate missing shows, so my apology for last week. Uh, but we, we've got to get into so much. I mean, we're loaded for bear, so uh, you're going to want to tune in very closely today and hear, uh, you know, you're going to want to just be on the edge of your seat on every word that I put out here today. So uh, some of it might make you mad. Some of it might might fire you up. Uh, but I'm not here to to um, sugarcoat things. I'm not here to lie to you. I'm not going to do that. This is the On Point with Victor show where common sense rules the day, where logic rules the day. Um, we are not beholden by any to any party. Uh, the On Point with Victor show is not beholden to the Republican Party. We're damn sure not hold, beholden to the Democrat Party um, nor the Libertarian Party. We are beholden to the people. Everything I do here and what I propose here when I talk about suggestions that I'd like to give, uh, whether it be President Trump or, or any other politician, I do it based on the Constitution. I do it based on freedom, based on liberty, and uh, based on what's going to help the people. Uh, that's the way government should be run. And if we ran things per the Constitution, you know, that wonderful incredible document that the democrats hate uh, folks there's a reason the democrats hate the united states constitution <laughs> so you, you've got to understand that uh, but anyway so we're going to talk about a lot of things today and folks stay tuned because joining me hopefully here shortly will be an actual uh person who was there last week at the Capitol. Uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot to say about that because I think it's ridiculous what the Democrats are doing. And I'm going to now I will get into why the Democrats are doing what they're doing, why the Biden team is calling up uh, every, you know, they're, they're calling up actual active military folks. Uh, the Pentagon signed off on this and and what a horrible, 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 horrible precedent to set to set. Um, so we'll get into that later. Uh, but we're going to talk about all these things. But I have a, an actual person who was there uh, last week at the Capitol who witnessed everything. He was up there on the front lines. He was there as a patriot. He was there because he loves the United States. He was there because he, he supports President Trump. He was not there to riot, nor did he riot, nor did 99.9% of the supporters that were there. Uh, this is what you're not hearing on the news, so I want um, to give you a firsthand uh, view uh, of, of what was actually happening on the ground because, folks, you know I rail on the establishment Republicans, and now you know why. I'm able to sit in this seat today and, and give you a big fat I told you so. 
because it took a millisecond for Lindsey Graham to throw every Trump supporter under the bus, including the president himself. It took McConnell a millisecond. It took Ben Sat. It took a lot of these establishment Republicans to just turn their back on you uh, as soon as they could. And they use this cap. They join the Democrats to use this capital uh, protest. And 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 now look, everything wasn't perfect. A protest never is. Uh, so the people who entered that capital, yeah, they should not have done it. There there are actually rules to follow about entering uh, capital buildings and things like that, folks. And and we have to take that seriously. We can't just have people willy-nilly deciding that they're going to go trample through the Capitol. We just can't do that. Um, but that being said, it wasn't, it was not an insurrection, folks. I'm going to go over the, the definition of insurrection in a few. But if they call that an insurrection, then what the heck do you call four years of Antifa and burn loot murder, burning buildings down, smashing cars, destroying police vehicles, Beating up police officers, shooting police officers in the head, hitting police officers with bats. All of this is on video, folks, and it all happened for four years, and it all happened by the Democrat voters, the Biden voters, um, the far left, the progressive voters. They did that. Now, if that's not an insurrection, there is no way on God's green earth that what happened last week was an insurrection. The only difference is politicians do not like to be challenged and politicians precious elitist butts were in that capital at the time people went in and they can't have their precious see they're more important than you folks the the elitist democrat politician and establishment republicans think they're more important than you and they think they're better than you so how dare you make them actually think, oh my gosh, maybe the people are going to hold us accountable. And I don't mean violence, folks. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is the Democrats sat by, and so did some establishment Republicans, while for four years, BLM and Antifa burnt down buildings, took over neighborhoods, blocked off blocks, and wouldn't let people do business, wouldn't let the, the good, innocent citizens of this country enjoy their own cities. These Antifa and BLM for the last couple of years, especially, walked into people into restaurants and wouldn't let people eat. They wouldn't let you eat inside. They wouldn't let you eat outside. They were knocking food, uh, people's food off the table. They were walking around smashing police cars. They were pulling cops, walking up and shooting cops. They were hitting cops with bats. They were finding people, if they didn't think you believed with them or they, if you had a difference of opinion of them, they would beat you down as well. That was going on four years, especially the last two years of the Trump presidency. And not once did the Democrats stand up and call that an insurrection. Not once did the establishment Republicans stand up and call that an insurrection. There was none of that that went on at the Capitol. Were there things done wrong? Yes. Is that guy with the horns on his head that went inside and got on in, in Pelosi's desk or whatever? Uh, yeah, that guy's a moron. And he gives all Trump supporters a bad name. Uh, the guy that was running around with zip ties. You know, I'd like to find out who he is because I wouldn't be surprised if he's an Antifa guy. But if he's a Trump supporter, then shame on him and bring the law down on him uh, because he deserves it. And and he makes Trump people look bad or Trump supporters or American supporters look bad. But they don't speak for all of us, folks. As my guest today is going to speak to, there were hundreds of thousands, 200 or so more thousand patriots they were at the Capitol, and they were peaceful, and they didn't do anything wrong, folks. They didn't smash a window. 
They didn't burn a building down. They didn't set fires to a church. They didn't go after police cars. They didn't go after – in fact, you'll hear a story today on how the crowd protected the police, uh, some police officers who were in D.C. at the time. So you've got to put these things in perspective, folks. So it drives me crazy what the Democrats are up to now. But everything was planned, folks. Let me tell you, you guys have heard me talk about how the Democrat Party doesn't do anything without strategic planning. One day, maybe the Republican Party will wake up and figure out that they better start planning better and they better start uh, getting a better ground game. We've got two years to get this right, and we have an opportunity here. Folks, the far left is going to go too far. They're going to overreach. Biden and Kami Harris are going to overreach. Just take a look at what Biden is saying. Look at what they're writing. Look at the website. Look at what they want to do in the first 100 days. They want the gun tax. And I told you people in Georgia that if you sat on your butt and you did not vote and you allowed Jack, I mean Ossoff, to make it to the Senate and you allowed Warnock to make it to the Senate, that the Democrat Party would use the reconciliation budgetary process to put in a gun tax, and now they're going to do it. And you Republicans who sat on your butt, whether you're an establishment Republican or a Trump voter, it's your fault because you sat on your butt on January 5th. And I have the data, folks. The data is clear. We were almost 30% down in Republican votes on January 5th. You cannot win a race in Georgia, or the Republicans will not win a race ever again if that many Republicans don't vote. So if I sound a little peeved, I am. There is no reason right now that we should have Ossoff and, and Warnock as the senators from this great state of Georgia. So we've got some work to do. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not angry, folks. I'm just right. And, and I might sound a little perturbed, but, but I know what we can do going forward. And in 2022, we can, we'll throw Warnock out so faster than a fat kid eating a donut. And I really think we can do that because Warnock has to run again in two years. And it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. And I get in that look from David. So if you remember, Kelly Leffler was appointed and her, her term runs out in two years and we have to get back on track so that two senators are not elected at the same time. And, and that, you know, now that David, that sparked a memory for me. So not only do I blame uh, the Republicans for not coming out and voting, and that's the establishment voters, Republican voters who didn't vote on November 3rd, and then you have voters who didn't vote on January 5th. But before all that, the real problem, the real fault, and I haven't heard anyone talk about this, my problem is, and I blame a whole lot of this, on Johnny Isaacson. If you remember, Johnny Isaacson was very, very ill and should have never run in 2016. In fact, I ran in 2016, and while I was running, I was begging the, the Isaacson team for Isaacson to, to go ahead and resign and retire and let the people of Georgia pick a new senator for 2016. But Isaacson didn't do it because the establishment Republican Party did not want Isaacson to retire because then the people of Georgia would have chosen the new next senator. The establishment Republican Party wanted to choose the senator instead of the people. So they convinced Isaacson or worked with Isaacson for him to run in 2016, win the race because they knew he would win. And then two years later, what happens? Isaacson retires. And then what happens? The governor of the state of Georgia gets to appoint 
a senator in his place, and that person was Kelly Loeffler. That should have never happened. The only reason we had two Senate seats, both Senate seats up for re-election this year, or I'm sorry, in 2020, the only reason that happened is because Johnny Isaacson did not retire when he should have retired in 2016, and that we should have had a, a normal election for a new senator. And then that new senator wouldn't be up for re-election until 2022. And therefore, the Republicans would still be in control of the United States Senate right now. But because Johnny Isaacson would not retire, and because the Republican establishment didn't want him to retire, and they kept him in that seat so he could win, then he could retire so that the Republican establishment governor could choose someone that they thought would be an establishment person to put in that seat. That's what happened, folks. And that, I don't hear anyone else talking about that, but that's the kind of analysis you're going to get from me. Because, folks, I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, whatever. If you are too ill to keep, to, to do the work, then you shouldn't stay in the freaking seat. You, you The power shouldn't be that great to you, but it is, folks. And, and this is the problem. And this is what happened in 2016 when Isaacson was – he knew he would never be able to finish out his six-year term. So he should have just said, you know what? I've had my time. I've been here for a long time. I'm ill. I need to go spend time with my family. I'm out. I'm retiring. Let somebody new and fresh – let there be a fresh primary and let the Georgians pick a good new Republican. But the problem was, folks, in 2016, Donald J. Trump was running, and the conservative movement was was afoot. And the Republican establishment in Georgia did not want a conservative – they didn't want another David Perdue. Let's put it that way. Let's be honest, folks. When David Perdue ran for the first time, the establishment Republicans couldn't stand him, and they did everything to take him out, but he beat them. Uh, David Perdue was, was Trump before Trump was, was on the scene because David Perdue here in Georgia had never served in politics. He was just a businessman, a very successful businessman. And then he decided, I'm going to run for Senate, and he did, and he won. And the establishment couldn't stand him when he ran. And now here we are. Here we got to 2016, and Isaacson should have stepped aside, but they said, no, let's don't do that. We don't want another David Perdue. So, folks, these are the things that you've got to think about and you've got to remember. Uh, So, all right, we're going to take our first break. Just saw the clock. All right, we're going to the first break. We're going to be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is the America's Web Radio. We are on point with Victor. Hi, I'm Lee Greenwood, and I am so proud that the Warriors for Hope group has asked me to host their first annual fundraising event to benefit St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen on January 28th. I'm looking forward to some very impressive people talking to us about social responsibility and the need to help worthy people with long-term physical or psychological issues. It's going to be a great show with a great cast, I promise. And hey, I might even sing. Go to Warriors for Hope website to register and donate to support our cause. And I can uh, guarantee you he's going to sing, as a matter of fact. And uh, they'll be giving, not giving away, but uh, have some uh, signed guitars in the auction and many, many other products. And I've got a uh, call in for Rocky Blyer. He's going to uh, give out some sweatshirts. And I've got a call in from him asking if they've been washed or not that uh, they might be more valuable with his sweat on them than they are all clean. But we'll see. We'll see. And uh, that's January the 28th. Be sure and mark your calendar. 
Oh, and this coming Friday, we're going to have more details on when um, the uh, Warriors to Citizens director and the St. Jude's uh, representative will be here and... I think Rocky Blyer will be on the phone with us. So tune in on Friday at 10 a.m. Join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who have been touched by pediatric cancer. I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you at noon on January 28th. And these uh, two organizations are just absolutely fantastic. And if you're not familiar with Warriors to Citizens, this is a much, much needed organization that just came about uh, a num- uh, not that many years ago. I think four years ago, five years ago, uh, 2000, maybe it was 2004. Maybe I've got my fours mixed up, but that's neither here nor there. What What is important is what they do. And they offer to the, the vet that's coming back from a situation, if he's having, he or she is having problems adapting and the transition back from warrior to being a citizen is they're having problems ptsd any number of different problems but they will help you solve it and get out of it and warriors to citizens is a great great organization so with that being said you're listening to america's web radio and on point with victor so let's get back to victor and we are back, folks. Thank you, David, so much for those awesome words. And I cannot wait to hear Lynn Greenwood. Glenn Greenwood. Glenwood. <laughs> I always say that. And Lee, Lee, man, I tell you what, it's been a long two weeks. Uh, but I cannot wait to hear him. I cannot wait. Uh, that's going to be so awesome. He's going to be introducing a new version of God Bless the USA. Oh, no way. Yeah. he's uh, uh, he's. It's already written and uh uh, you may, maybe get just a touch of it on America's Web Radio before the event. So probably first on um, America's Web Radio. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait, folks. Make sure you tune into that. So, all right, let's get back to this. So, look, folks. Um, those of you new listeners out there, because I've got some new listeners, I tell you, I had an amazing time in in Orlando, Florida last week, and met some awesome listeners, and and then met some people who came up, and and now they're new listeners, and and then I met uh, this past week, 
I was downtown in Atlanta all week uh, doing uh, helping out with a show that was going on down there. And uh, let me just say this: kudos to uh, the Vegas Atlanta market, the Atlanta market Vegas. I, I should, ah, you know, it's called the Atlanta market now, so we'll go with that. But uh, they did a fantastic job. They uh, put on a big show. They had uh, not a ton of people, but they had a good amount of people show up to this convention. Uh, you know, they did the mass protocols and all that, which is fine. Um, and, and people were engaging in commerce and it was awesome. It was so nice to see. Uh, so, uh, kudos to them, put on a, a very good show. And, uh, and I was able to meet lots of new listeners. So welcome all of you new listeners out there. We've got new listeners in California, new listeners in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, some new listeners in Utah. I mean, it's just amazing, amazing the reach that we have with this show. And I thank all of you. Thank all of you. Thank all of you. So, uh, but, but just so you know, you new listeners out there and maybe you old listeners, uh, the old listeners didn't know this either. Every one of my shows, after we do a live show and about an hour after the show, sometimes less than that, the show is put on podcast platform. So if you've got an Apple phone and you've got the podcast app or you're part of Spotify or if you're on um, just about any other podcast platform, um, you can look up On Point with Victor and you will find all of my shows, every one of them. So you can either go to americaswebradio.com, which you should go anyway and see the other shows that are offered there, uh, or you go to Spotify or any other uh, podcast platform, just put in On Point with Victor and you'll be able to enjoy my shows anytime you want. So, all right. Let me move on. So you'll notice, if those of you who, who pay attention to the titles of my show, and I try and put a title on all of them, you'll notice that the title of today's show is Use Your Intelligence, Not Your Emotions. So, folks, here's what we've got to do going forward. I understand, and I am uh, a Trump voter. I, I, I think he was in his policies were some of the best policies, if not the best policies, we've seen since Ronald Reagan. Uh, President Trump had it right, putting America first is not a bad thing, and it blows my mind that the media has been able to convince people out there that somehow putting American citizens first is not a good thing. That the, the, the media in this country, the which is all basically Democrat, let's just face it, they're, they're an agenda-driven media, which is terrible, um, with, with the exception of a few. But somehow they've convinced a lot of you people out there that putting America first is wrong, somehow putting the American citizen first is racist, that is asinine, ladies and gentlemen, asinine. When when you look at putting the American citizen first, when, nobody knows what color that American citizen is, nor does anybody care. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was the birth date of Martin Luther King. MLK, do you realize MLK would be rolling over in his grave right now if he saw what the, today's Democrat Party was doing, if he saw what Antifa was doing, if he saw what the burn, loot, murder crowd is doing. Martin Luther King would have no part of that. Martin Luther King's biggest, biggest, biggest wish among the people were two things, nonviolence and judge someone not by the color of their skin, but by their character. If you remember the most famous, famous thing that Martin Luther King said over and over and over was, do not judge me for my skin color, but you judge me for my character. And his wish was for his children and children's and children and children to be judged by their character, be judged by their quality, be judged by their work, be judged by their ethics, but not 
by the color of their skin. And ladies and gentlemen, which party today bases everything on the color of your skin? That would be the leftist Democrat Party. So folks, Martin Luther King would tell you today that he would, and I promise you, he would not be associated with any of the things going on today in his name. The Democrats use MLK's name and look what they do. Folks, they are bastardizing the remembrance and the, and the legacy of, of Martin Luther King, and it's a shame. You know, the legacy of Martin Luther King stands with Abraham Lincoln, not with any of the Democrats you're seeing today. And, and it's, 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 it's just awful that the, the, the black culture right now is being controlled by the Democrat Party and that they can take MLK's name and use it to try and rebel rouse the black culture when all they're doing is holding the black culture down. They're holding them down. And they're also trying to do it to the Hispanic culture. It's, it's a sad, 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 sad thing. But, you know, we'll get to that in some, some, maybe later in the show or maybe on a whole nother show because I could do a whole nother show on how the Hispanic culture and the black culture is just being decimated by Democrat policies. It's, it's terrible, folks, but it's the truth. So, but let me explain this, what I mean by We've got to use intelligence instead of emotion. Folks, everything the Democrats do, everything the socialists do, uh, from Pelosi to AOC to Schumer to all of them, whether they're, they're the Democrats or the Bernie Sanders Democrat Socialist Party or they're the, uh, whack job straight up socialist that, uh, that AOC wants to be or, or you're talking the Marxist uh, such as the BLM movement. When you talk about all those things, they all Based decisions on emotion. Everything is emotion driven. And folks, we as, as whether we're Republicans, whether we're independents, whether we're libertarians or just straight up constitutionalists, we can never ever let our emotions get the better of us. And that's what's happening, folks. That's what's been happening ever since November 3rd. Uh, November 3rd, when, when President Trump didn't win, too many, too many Trump supporters let their emotions get out of check. And I think President Trump let his emotions get out of check. And before you get mad at me and send me hate mail, I know there was fraud, folks, but there wasn't enough fraud in Georgia. It was turnout problem in Georgia. I know there was fraud in folks, but turnout's going to beat fraud. I know it will. We've, we've consistently beat fraud over the years with turnout. So to let our emotions now get the best of us and just say, I- I'm not going to play the game anymore because they're cheated, or I'm just going to throw my and kick my can down the road and I'm going home because they cheated. We can't do that. Folks, we can't. We have to pick up the pieces right now and use our intelligence, not our emotion. Put the emotions in check. Okay, we're not going to have President Trump for four years, but you know what? We can intelligently figure out what we've got to do. We know that we have to force the state legislature. Look, folks, more state legislatures in the, in, in the United States are controlled by Republicans and conservatives. That's an amazing thing. So we as people, we can't leave the playing field. Uh, do you think when Tom Brady lost the game that he stomped off the field and said, hey, the other side cheated? Do you think when Tom Brady had a maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe the referee went against Brady? And, uh, and, and maybe it was a bad call. Everybody saw it on the video. It was a bad call. It was a wrong call. Did Brady leave the field and say, well, they cheated. I'm going home. No. 
No, that man figured out in five minutes how to beat the Falcons when they were down 30 freaking points. <laughs> that man figured out how to beat the Saints when they were down 20 points or 10 for whatever points it was. So the point is, if you leave the playing field, you lose every time. If you don't vote, you lose 100% of the time. So we cannot let our emotions say, the other side cheated, so we're going home. We did that two weeks ago. And now we have two Democrat senators from the state of Georgia. So we can't do this anymore, folks. So put the emotions in check. And let's start using intelligence first. So let's force here in Georgia, we're going to demand that, that Governor Kemp and the Georgia legislature fix absentee balloting. We're going to demand that they make some election changes so that it makes fraud harder and harder and harder. And then we need to make sure, and this is something President Trump can do for the next four years. He can go around. I think President Trump ought to continue his rallies every month because we've got to push the state legislature to fix their voting, uh, the election systems in their, in their states. So, all right, folks, we're up against the next break. I know it's flying by. Don't you worry. We will be right back. This is America's Web Radio on point with Victor. Hi, this is Rocky Blatter, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who have been touched by pediatric cancer. I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you at noon on January 28th. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hi, I'm Lee Greenwood, and I am so proud that the Warriors for Hope group has asked me to host their first annual fundraising event to benefit St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen on January 28th. I'm looking forward to some very impressive people talking to us about social responsibility and the need to help worthy people with long-term physical or psychological issues. It's going to be a great show with a great cast, I promise. And hey, I might even sing. Go to Warriors for Hope website to register and donate to support our cause. And we're back, folks. We're back. Thank you so much. And I've got some uh, comments pouring in from some listeners. Um, I got a listener that pointed out, and yes, I do believe uh, MLK was a a Lincoln Republican. You know, he he was not a a Democrat by any means. Um, and 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 that's what I mean by how today's Democrat Party have basically seized the the memory that is and the legacy that is Martin Luther King. Um, folks, go back and you know if you're out there and you're a listener and you're listening right now, go do some of your research and look up Martin Luther King. Read some of his passages and read what he talked about. He would never ever 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 be part 
of what the burn loot murder crowd is doing now. He would never ever be part of what Antifa is doing now. He would never be part of this socialistic view that the Democrats are taking. Martin Luther King believed that America was an amazing place because the United States Constitution gave the power for men to be free. And when I say men, I mean men, women, children, everything, because that's the context of the of the United States Constitution. The United States Constitution gave the people the power to tell government they were doing it wrong and forced the government to make the changes. The United States Constitution is the only document on the planet that gives the people, common man, whether you're poor, whether you're rich or somewhere in the middle, the United States Constitution sees you as an equal citizen. The United States Constitution doesn't see color. The United States Constitution doesn't put you in a box. Elitist politicians put you in a box. You've got to be in the gay box. You've got to be in a militant box. You've got to be in the black box. You're in the brown box or the yellow box. Or you're in the transgender box. Or you're in the box you just don't know what you are box. You're in the land of misfit toy box. It is amazing to me. Now, so many people fall for this, but Martin Luther King would never have done that because if you read what Martin Luther King, what he was saying, what he was preaching, what he was pushing for, and what he loved is the fact that United States had a document that said the people will run the government, not the other way around, that the government shall fear the people, not the people shall fear the government. And we need to get back to that, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you something. What's going on in Washington right now, what the Democrats are doing, calling the National Guard to D.C., they're doing this not because there's a credible threat. Folks, there is no credible threat. The United States Defense Secretary came out and said there's no credible threat. They know there's no credible threat. Throughout history, folks, find me one example of a conservative movement, the conservative voter, the Republican voter. Find me a time when they go uh, burn buildings down. Find me a time when they light fires. Find me a time when they just go beat up people just because they disagree with you. It doesn't happen. The Democrats do that. There is no credible threat that any Trump voter or Republican is going to go try and, and harm anyone tomorrow at the inauguration. There's not. We're too busy working. We're too busy trying to figure out how we're going to escape Biden's tax hikes, how we're going to escape Biden's 100 days of regulations, because, folks, the first 100 days are not going to be good for you and me and the common man or woman or whoever. The common. Let me just say the common American citizen. The first 100 days of the Biden administration is not going to be friendly to us. He's going he's already got uh, regulations that he's ready to put back in place and then some. Uh, this is going to be the Obama years on on steroids. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. So we don't have time as the conservative voter, as a Republican voter, as a libertarian voter, as an independent voter. We don't have time to go riot. We don't have time to go do those things because we're too busy trying to figure out how much do I have to work this year to outrun the mess that Biden is about to make of this economy. But the other side, they'll go riot. The Antifa people that might be in D.C. And look, this, let me tell you this. Let me make this 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 plea. If you are a, a Republican voter, if you're a Trump supporter, don't go to D.C. Don't play into the Democrats' hands. Please do not go to D.C. tomorrow. Stay away from D.C. tomorrow as far as you can. 
Let Antifa go there because Antifa was planning on causing problems. Antifa was trying, going to try and infiltrate any Trump supporter movement tomorrow. There, Antifa is going to try to get in there and cause problems. And then the media, the media is going to focus in and say, Oh, look, they're all Trump supporters. Folks, that's just, that's going to happen. So if you're a Trump supporter, if you're, if you're a Trump voter, if you're a Republican voter, stay away from DC. Let the Antifa idiots go there and, and put their thumbs up there, you know what's, because they won't have anything to do. But chances are, they won't be able to stop themselves if they'll do stupid things anyway. But at least, only thing on camera is going to be Antifa acting up the fool. And let the National Guard stomp them down. Let Antifa face the National Guard. I'd like to see that. Uh, but folks, what the Democrat Party is doing is all optics. And unfortunately, the Pentagon, the big state is alive in, in real folks. And, and you can call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but I'm, I'm going to sit here and tell you, and, and <laughs> I'm going to jump around a little bit, folks, because look, if you are buying into all this stuff about the, the militaries on the coast and they're not going to let the Democrats escape and, and, and the, and somehow the Pope got arrested and, and you're believing all these other things, folks, stop believing this crap. Keep your emotions in check. The Democrats and and some people who call themselves Republican Linwood are out there pushing these ridiculous Simon Parks. They're out there put, pushing these ridiculous conspiracy theories because they want you to believe it and they want you to make all these actions and reactions so the media and the Democrats can run rampant and make basically uh, do what they're doing now. They 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 come up with these pretend theories that somebody's that the republicans are going to attack the the inauguration tomorrow and they come up with this stuff because too many of you are buying into all these conspiracy theories i'm sorry folks the pope didn't get arrested um you don't need to go run out and buy food because tomorrow the government's going to shut down there were going to be there's no not going to be power outages i'm sorry folks this just isn't going to happen but this is what i'm telling you to keep your emotions in check be smart look if you're a Republican voter, you're already smarter than to me than the than the Democrat voter. So use critical thinking. Use your logic. When you see these theories and conspiracy theories, run through the logic of them and do a little bit of research. And then you can put some things together and go, okay, this probably isn't realistic. Uh, because, folks, look, a lot of this stuff's not going to happen. But what we're doing is giving fodder to the Democrats. The Democrats plan everything. I told you they're very, very strategic. So what they're doing now is, is they're optimizing the optics because they have all the help from the FBI and the big state. And, and when I talk about the big state or the deep state, I'm talking about all the bureaucrats that have been put in place since the Clinton years, the Bush years, the Obama years. They put so many bureaucrats. These are unelected people that make up Washington. They're the ones that come up with these ridiculous regulations. They're the ones that sit around getting paid to do nothing but come up with ways to obstruct your everyday life. And if they don't come up with ways to obstruct your life, then then they don't have a purpose. So that's why they come up with these ridiculous regulations. This is the deep state. This is what I mean by the deep state. There may be conspiracy theories out, conspiracy theories out there, but let me explain. When I talk about the deep state, when I talk about the big government state, I'm talking about the bureaucracy, bureaucracy, the bureaucrats, the bureaucrats that were put in life appointments uh, from, and and the bureaucrats that were just put in place with these stupid programs that no other president will get rid of because it, it's so hard to get rid of a government program. 
So you've got it from the Carter years to the Clinton years to the Bush years, maybe some of under the Reagan years because the Democrats controlled everything except the executive branch under Reagan. But the Obama years, especially the Obama years, the Obama years, Obama administration accelerated creating government programs and and exploding the bureaucracy. Um, And these people are in place. This is why Trump had such a hard time for four years. Folks, you want to talk about insurrection. I had a great listener that chimed in just a little bit ago who pointed out there's an insurrection been going on for four years. The Democrat Party, they lied about the Russian collusion trying to go after Trump and overthrow a duly elected president. For four years, they, the Democrat Party tried to remove a president that we, the people, elected just because they don't agree with him. And they lost power. Can't have that. And the biggest reason they hate Trump, and I've told you guys this before, and you should not doubt me, the biggest reason that the Democrat Party and the establishment Republicans, including Lindsey Graham, including McConnell, the reason they hate Trump is because he was an outsider that came into Washington and showed the American people things can get done. If you look back, all you hear during the all you heard during the Obama administration, the Clinton administration, the Bush administration, both Bushies, all you heard was this can't be done. This can't be done. If you try and run as an outsider, the Republican Party, the establishment Republican Party is going to look at you and go, oh, no, you can't do that. You don't know how Washington works. Well, Donald J. Trump blew that theory out of the water, and that can't stand. Donald J. Trump arrived to Washington and said, we're going to make things happen. I'm a CEO. I'm not a politician. And I want these things done. And he was making it happen. And the Republican Establishment Party hated him for it. And the Democrat Party damn well hates him for it. They do not want the American people to wake up. Folks, we've talked about this before. A dumbed-down populace is a populace that can be ruled. And the Democrat Party wants to rule you. They want to rule and control every aspect of your life. And we, the people, have a document called the United States Constitution that's on our side. But we've got to be smart. We've got to use our intelligence. And we have it, folks. We do. We do. We just got to keep our emotions in check. So I've explained to you here, and, and, and don't doubt me, but the Democrat Party and the Republican establishment, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them planned this whole thing together. They completely planned what's going on. And... Uh, and that's where the optics come in because they want you, the voter, especially you Trump voters, they want the country to think that the Trump voters are all bad, racist people about ready to go shoot up the place. They want you to think that it's the Republican voter, the Trump voter, that goes and burns down buildings. They want you to think it's the Republican Trump voter that wants to overthrow the government. They want you to think these things. So what are they doing? They're called up the National Guard. The Pentagon is actually sending active military to D.C. Folks, that is illegal, but they're doing it anyway, and they're going to get away with it. So when we get back, I'll go into that a little bit more. This is the On Point with Victor show. I'm Victor Armandares. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. 
Hi, I'm Lee Greenwood, and I am so proud that the Warriors for Hope group has asked me to host their first annual fundraising event to benefit St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen on January 28th. I'm looking forward to some very impressive people talking to us about social responsibility and the need to help worthy people with long-term physical or psychological issues. It's going to be a great show with a great cast, I promise. And hey, I might even sing. Go to Warriors for Hope website to register and donate to support our cause. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. And welcome back, folks. Um, I've got some news. It doesn't look like my guest is going to make it to the studio, but he may be able to call in. So if we can make that work, we will. Uh, but welcome back, folks. But but let me let me look, folks. We have the Insurrection Act, but the Insurrection Act, if you read it, it it, it emphasizes the, the 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 executive branch, the government's limitations on using active military. We just can't. And if and if you just want to look up the uh, uh, I'm going to say <laughs> thank you David <laughs> but the, the Comitatus Act if you look that up we the United States government cannot use active military against the American citizen and and what is, is happening right now is the Pentagon agreed at the request of the Democrats to send some active military to D.C. to back up the, the military, the, the National Guard and folks I don't care how they word it you cannot get around the Comitatus Act, and it's terrible what the precedent they're about to set. And I hope, I hope there's some good people and some good lawyers out there that take the Democrat Party to court, because there's no way they're going to win this in court, and and they need to be held accountable for what they're doing. They can't um, legally, um, they can't call up anybody. True, it's the president. It, it, it has to be yes, and uh, well, it's the president. For the military, the for the active branch. military, mm-hmm. but as far as the National Guard goes, it's not the National Guard, it's the Georgia National Guard, it's mm-hmm. the Tennessee it's, National right, Guard, it's the and the governor the mm-hmm. governor of that state has, has to. to call them yep. up, mm-hmm. and then they can be federalized by the president. Yeah, well, what, what, you know, this is another thing that CNN and MSNBC and all the media won't tell people is back, you know, last week at the Capitol – uh, before the march happened, uh, President Trump wanted to wanted to deploy National Guard, but he can't do it without the request from the governors. And they didn't. They specifically said no at the order of Pelosi and Schumer is what what's coming out. In, uh, if you do some research, uh, but but David's one hundred percent right. The the National Guards are. Are activated by their prospective state. It has to be the governor, uh, President Trump, President Biden, whoever it is, the Bushies, whoever was president, cannot just say, "I want National Guard, move them now." They can't do it. They have to be requested by the governor of the state. And when it comes to active military, you've got one commander in chief, folks, and that's the president. And right now, the president is still the. 
President Trump. But the Pentagon, and this is what I mean about bureaucrats, the Pentagon has way too many bureaucrats. They've got these military generals who are are ready to retire or getting close to it. Uh, They're not thinking militarily anymore. They've been consumed by the bureaucracy. And they and the Pentagon is at least the last I saw okayed seven hundred and something troops at the request of Pelosi and Schumer and these bozos to send them to DC. That is completely circumventing the way this should happen, as David pointed out. And it's all clearly spelled out in the Constitution, which is why I hope there are some constitutional lawyers who will take this to court and make this a big deal because if we don't slap down these politicians they're going to keep moving forward this has been my problem with the lockdowns across the country folks we have to stand up we cannot be sheep nor can we continue to trade our security for our liberty i should say for security we cannot trade our civil rights for security it was ben franklin who spelt it out very clearly years and years and years and years ago that if we give those who give up liberty in the name of security deserves neither so folks we have to have to have to have to start standing up so if you're in a lockdown state folks you've got to push back and the way to do it is to vote out these idiot Democrats who are keeping you in lockdown. And the way we have to push back against this, the Schumers and the Pelosi's and stuff, in, in this case, trying to call active military to face the American citizen, we've got to be willing to take them to court. We have to be willing to do this. So, folks, we've got a treat right now. Uh, let me go to the phones. I believe we have a phone call. Uh, believe it. Uh, caller, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Excellent, excellent. So, all right. So I understand that you were uh, you were at the Capitol a week ago. Yes, I was. So give me some. Uh, give me. Let me know what happened. Tell me uh, what happened when you got there. Tell me what you saw, and tell me what you saw before uh, all hell broke loose. So you know, we get there because we were there for the uh, the rally uh, march Trump was doing, and so you know crazy amount of people there um we're listening to trump all right me my buddy and his dad we kind of got upset because you know it was that same old same old message trump was uh was giving we weren't too excited about it you know the whole you know stolen election Mm -hmm. this and that and and everything was fine but you know the people were there for him and they were there for something bigger you know transparency you know figuring out what actually happens in washington dc you know when when a voter casts a vote and and all these things and and so you know he he finishes his his remarks we you know and then you know march to the capitol as, as everyone saw on and you and on, on the mainstream but the the march was, news networks but the march was peaceful in fact if you listen to trump's speech did he not say peacefully march oh he 100 percent did why why would he why would he tell us to go sack the capitol that just it's <laughs> unintelligent to <laughs> to blame someone for something that because why would you say that? You know, it's very good. It's, it's the it's, law, and, and, and it's, it's, right. it's simply unintelligent. Well, see, here's the thing, and this is awesome. I'm glad you used those words because my whole premise of the show today is to use intelligence and not emotions. And you just said it. You're smart enough to figure out, of course, President Trump wouldn't want violence. It's illegal. And President Trump has never called for violence. He's never called for illegal activity. And, in fact, 
I don't know if you can remember, but I'm pretty sure he said the word peace several times during his speech. Yeah, he, he most certainly did. But, you know, and, and we kept that in mind. Everyone had that in mind when we got to the Capitol. Nobody was, you know, there were people here and there, but it was funny to see who were the ones, you know, cussing at the cops and, and throwing stuff. And it would be this, you know, pothead looking white dude with dreadlocks so, and a tie dye shirt. So, okay, with, I want with, to. With like a torn Trump flag. This one guy we saw was wearing, it looked like it was half burned from when he was at his Antifa rally the night before. Bingo. Now, I want you to tell, now take a moment because I want you to describe again to all the listeners because you were there and you saw this, and this is not going to be reported on CNN or MSNBC or ABC or CBS or any of those. I want you to explain what you saw and what the difference was between you and and hundreds of thousands of people who had American flags and Trump flags versus oh. what you saw oh, with the people oh, for who sure. were so no so it was families grandparents granddaughters grandsons nieces nephews mothers fathers uh, flying flags there were veterans of of wars since since Vietnam there was you know we were when when the when the crowds actually started uh, you know marching up the Capitol onto the steps. They were singing the national anthem. Wow! And and we the national anthem was sung maybe four or five times. You know, hundreds of thousands of people singing it. So so not it wasn't only an angry let's let's you know burn this place mm-hmm. down. It was right. a, you know let's make a patriotic statement. And, so, and that that's what people were doing. Like okay. there were you know I actually watched a cop beat down a. A 65, 70-year-old woman. She had gray hair and all. And then I actually went to go help her up, and when I did, the same same dude came up and clocked me over the head. And I had to say, you know, wait a second. I'm trying to, you know, help this woman out that you just knocked down. And, I mean, she was old. She, I don't know how that even happened to her. But it did, and it was interesting seeing how the cops were just so aggressive with everyone, even elderly people. When we were standing there and the crowds were standing there, and they were launching you know, flashbangs and smoke grenades and, and in some instances even tear gas before anything had even happened. So they were Nobody just... Nobody was on the Capitol. Nobody was trying to get on the Capitol. Mm-hmm. No one, they were just standing, chanting, singing the national anthem and waving American flags. So... And we were being responded to with flashbangs, tear gas, and smoke grenades. And for a crowd full of veterans and, and you know, patriotic freedom-loving Americans, I don't imagine that, that that pissed some people off. So what you what you witnessed and what you participated in was the sing, singing of the national anthem, waving flags, and doing it peacefully, and you guys were getting gassed, and they were starting 100, to... 100%, and that's what broke my heart, and you could see it in the crowd. The party of Black the Blue, the people here, and the people that took the time to get to D.C., those weren't just the base. Those were the most committed of the base. Mm-hmm. Those were the true, true patriots. Those were the ones that would pull over on the side of the road and help a cop out if, if they saw him in, in any danger mm-hmm. whatsoever. That that was the type of person there, waving flags with their families, and that's exactly the exact type of environment and event that was supposed to be. Until so, you know, a hundred thousand people were antagonized mm-hmm. in a pretty vicious and deliberate way. So it would probably be safe to me, which has been my theory, 
to assume that the Democrats had a plan and some maybe some of the establishment or all of the establishment they wanted to provoke you. They wanted to provoke the crowd so they could get some oh, optics. A hundred percent. And there's there's I have no doubt about it because when I could see everyone up on the inaugural stage, don't get me wrong, there were some people that were a lot more pissed off than others trying to go in. But the cops did their job and there was no way anyone was getting in that building. There was no way. And there were thousands of people on the other side of that doorway, mm-hmm. there was not a chance. They didn't. You mean budge. you mean police officers? The police officers did not give an inch of ground because they did their job, and nobody was upset with that because that's what they're supposed to do. Right, and but, you're and you and you said before that the, the ninety nine or so percent of the people, you guys are the ones that support the blue, not oh, the Democrats. Oh yeah, and and there were the the, the people that we went ahead and assumed we're Antifa and they would drag a cop out of the tunnel and they would start beating on him and you know what happened when, when, when the crowd saw that five or six dudes would walk up and they would knock the dude around who was messing with the cop Okay, they so, cut them no slack and they walked the cop they would protect him and defend him and they would walk them around until wow. they could get him you know back well, with his you know, fellow police officers. That's that's the type of people that were there. Uh, not that, rioters, not domestic terrorists. People that went out of their way to defend, you know, a lone well, cop. Okay. Probably well, scared out of his mind in a crowd of, well, of angry people. That is absolutely amazing. Listen, I'm going to have to cut the call here, but I want you to come back on. We're going to schedule. I'm going to get your information. We're going to schedule this. So, folks, you heard it right there. We're going to get into more of this. Uh, we'll do it next week. You guys have a great week. We will be back. This is the On Point with Victor show. Thank you so much. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.